<sighs> well, our podcast plans have hit a snag. Little little snafu here. Little minor oopsie do oopsie doodle. We had planned on recording on location at a remote cabin. Yes. In the in the hills of Kentucky. However, Andrew has contracted a chest cold. That is accurate. And is not here. I you might notice sound different. <clears throat> I'm recording from my laptop from the remote cabin in the hills of Kentucky. Andrew is comfortably at home. Indeed I am. Uh, are there bears there? Yes, there are. Not only are there bears, but this cabin is located at the top of a cliff that is marked with warning signs that say, Danger, Unstable Cliff. And also, at the bottom of another unstable cliff that has dropped boulders. <laughs> right in the middle of two cliffs. The worst of both worlds. Well, maybe, also maybe went, you get lucky and uh, you have falling rocks uh, hit bears. A bear, yeah, a bear comes along and gets squished by a giant rock. Or the rocks above us start to fall, but at the same time, the chossy earth of the cliff beneath us starts to fall. And the whole cabin just slides out of the way of the falling rocks. There's many possible mm. outcomes that... Could, I mean, most likely, uh, we all just have a hangover tomorrow. Not you, of course, but me and Laura and Laura's sister, who are currently in the hot tub, had to wait for them to go out there because uh, we thought we could record earlier while they, they are out running a 25K trail run. I had no interest in doing that. And then we started to record and they... Descended back upon the cabin like yes. wild geese. Mm. And without proper recording equipment, uh, the microphone picked up the honking of those geese. Indeed. Indeed it did. Uh, to the extent where it, it made me question the fact that you're sitting right next to it. It seemed to be picking them up possibly more clearly than it was picking you up. Oh yeah, no, I'm up in a little tiny like loft lofty cubby hole up a very steep and dangerous flight of stairs. Yeah. Just talking but, into a long tube that has an yeah. output right next to the microphone. That's essentially what this cabin is. It's one long tube. Well, with a bathroom at one end and a kitchen at the other. There's also you know, it's there's a basement, but there's no access to the basement except for what I uh, I sent you a picture mm -hmm. of and described as a barbarian hole. Which I immediately started thinking of as a bear hole. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> they put a piece of screen over the hole, which I guess would keep out bugs, but not going to keep out bears or raccoons, possums, or... A naked la cave lady who goes, ba 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 ba. 
<laughs> I got an idea for a podcast. You do? Okay. Mm. Um. So you know how? Uh, I'm not sure which one of the reality TV channels it is. Whether it's the uh, History Channel or the Discovery Channel or Arts and Entertainment, one of these channels that people said, "What if we made a TV channel just for you know high-minded programs?" The, the learning, learning channel. And then they were like, you know, it's a perfect idea for this channel is uh, if we got a bunch of uh, racist guys who make duck calls for a living to fight with each other. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the there's the famously the two dueling reality shows about pawn shops. There's. Pawn Stars. Yep. And then the less popular Hardcore Pawn. Yes. And I was just thinking to myself, oh, I get it. Like they've they've got these two different shows and they they've taken the word pawn and they've playfully subverted it by giving it a name that is associated with the pornography yes uh and i i have to admit i had to look up if hardcore pawn was an actual show or not <laughs> it is yes there's a is, there's a, a second porn pu- porn pun porn pawn pawn shop pun. reality show okay pawn pun so i thought if there's enough of a market for two different shows with that sort of a name. Why don't we come up with a third? Okay. I'm proposing that we start a pawn shop and then Mm -hmm. we hire only minors to work in our pawn shop. (laughs) Barely legal pawn. It's child pawn. Child pawn. Okay. So illegal pawn. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Listen, everything's going to be above board, nice and legal. Uh, I, well, I, I guess except for... Do you for... think that the uh, LGBT community might be a little frustrated that there was a child pawn before a gay pawn? <laughs> Listen, they, they've they been getting enough of those sort of accusations. We don't need to involve them in any child pawn. But I, I do like this idea. Uh, and... Will we be completely hands off uh, in in letting the children make all the decisions about what to sell the items for? And I think uh, I think we have to be right. I, there's a bunch yeah, of things you we have to. Can't be hands on. We got to be very careful about this. Yeah, we have to make sure that there's teachers on the set. We can only maybe we only employ identical twins so that we can swap them out every four hours. Okay. Do you think that that, uh, uh, impacts the twins negatively? Do you have one that ends up being like a day twin and one that's like a creepy night twin who the night during the day and comes out of its little barbarian hole at night. And 
well, I'm just realizing this might cause trouble at our pawn shop. You know, a guy comes back in and he's like, I bought this boom box here yesterday and you told me that it worked. But I put a CD in it and it doesn't. But it's a different kid. It's not the same kid. It's just a kid that looks the same and he has mm-hmm. no idea why this guy is so mad. Contractor with a... He's yeah. got a tattoo of flaming dice on his forearm. He's grabbing this little child by the shirt collar and lifting him up in the air. You yeah. sold me this boom box. And we have to... This is one, one instance in which uh, we would be... Uh, hands-on in the show we'd have to come in and say like we hired this the store is entirely staffed by sets of twins and as you and everyone else knows there's always one evil twin so half the people you're you're just gonna come back and we'll refund you the money but uh please don't beat up this uh perfectly non-evil twin yeah this this is just a normal normal Kid, I mean, as normal as you can be, being a identical twin and also born into uh, child acting. So, yes, pretty fucked up. I think. I think we're fine. These kids are gonna, they're gonna come. We got them at a scratch and dent sale. If they easy come, easy go. Yeah. Uh, we bought these child actors as is. <laughs> Do you have an idea? I do. Uh, Uncle Goose's War Stories. <laughs> Just uh, Mother Goose uh, has the little nice nursery rhymes, but don't talk about when other members of the Goose family come over and also have something to share with the kids. Uh, Uncle probably Goose's large... War Stories. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they would... Uh, Deal with the the same characters in Nursery Rhyme Land, and just uh, deal deal with uh, what what happens behind enemy lines there, or if it's uh, going to be more just nursery rhymes about actual wars. I don't know if they they would just be about uh, conspiracy theories about what they don't tell you about Humpty Dumpty. Oh yeah, Humpty Dumpty knew too that, much. That, that nursery rhyme doesn't talk a whole lot about uh, what was inside of Humpty Dumpty. You know, they 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 certainly uh, focus on his broken shell, but mention not at all the yolk and white that must have Just run take out. A long drag off a cigarette. You know what was inside him, man? Gold. Yeah, he was the golden egg. That's why they did it. They had to get the gold out. I guess when you look at like other Mother Goose stories, right? Your nursery rhymes. Mm-hmm. They do tend to exist in the real world, right? A lot of them do. Uh, there there are cows that jump over moons and, and, and yeah, whatnot in there, but... Uh... So it stands to reason that they're at least somewhat based in reality. Uncle Goose could be talking about the Korean War. Mm -hmm. He might say some outlandish things about what happened during the Korean War. 
you know, Chiang Kai-shek. I saw him. He he grabbed a teapot and he jumped up to the sky. <laughs> okay, yeah. And he he's the one who ran away with the spoon. The fork uh, was uh, left alone, uh, crying bitter tears. General MacArthur stuck his finger in a pie, and then he kissed the girls and made them cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, there uh, once was an old lady who lived in a jackboot, and she had so many clones of Hitler that she didn't know what to do. Oh, boy, oh, boy. What a embarrassment of riches that would be. Just, I've got so many Hitlers, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I thought I was going to, you know, bring about the Fourth Reich. But that was when I thought I'd have one Hitler. I've got a dozen of these things. Mm-hmm. There's one. Well, it, all he does is play marbles all day long. That's right. Uh I, I don't uh, have the highest uh, expectations of Marble Hitler um, <clears throat> because, it, it, as everyone must know, they'll have all of the Hitlers fight to the death on their 18th birthday. That's really it's the a, solution. It, when you have, yeah, it, yeah, if you have too many Hitlers to know what to do, just make the Hitlers you know, fight. Yeah. Then one comes in, he's all Hitlered out. That's another problem, though. You get him in there in the Hitler Dome. He's going to get all of his sillies out before you want him to establish the Fourth Reich. He's going to be tired. You'll be tucking him in bed. He just wants to read books now. He got all of his bloodlust out, killing the other Hitlers. Hmm. That is a problem. Though, I I, I think that... uh... The constant amphetamines will keep him from being too tired. Oh, you know what? But I don't know if they have a drug injection for bloodlust or not. Yeah. I think what we have to do, and this is, we've forgotten the number one ingredient in a good Hitler. You got to have the kampf. They need that kampf. Okay. So what we do is build a perfect replica of American Ninja Warriors, Mount Midoriyama. <laughs> but then we make them Ninja Warrior to the death. So they go one by one. They they have to leapfrog from one post to another, and then they have to climb the rope, ring the bell, and they have to run on like a big barrel that's spinning really fast. And if they fall in the mud, uh, we shoot them with a cannon. <laughs> and this is a, and honestly this is a great money making scheme too people would tune in to see us just have a dozen Hitlers all falling in the mud and then being shot by cannons people are going to love it if you thought you liked seeing one Hitler die just wait till you see 11 of them every week <laughs> every week Come back for, for the uh, tournament of champions, and and then then uh, you know the twelve winners uh, will have just one winner out of those. So that's eleven more Hitler's dead. We've just we've got the American public signed up to watch us create the most powerful Hitler of all time by running them through obstacle courses. 
we were so excited about all the Hitlers they were destroying, we didn't think about the Hitler they were building. To be clear, we aren't going to use our Hitler for evil. Like no, when we just, get the uh, most powerful Hitler. Mostly like meet him, and greets. Yeah. <laughs> we just set up a folding table at Comic Con. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there next to uh, the deaf guy that played the Incredible Hulk. Just signing autographs. Uh, Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. Lou Ferrigno. Is he still with us? Boy, I hope so. I, I I'd think hate so. for him to not be sharing a s- autograph table with Hitler at our yeah. Comic Con event. I got I got another one here. What do you got? This is a podcast called True Non Crime. Okay. So you know about true crime. I do. It's a sensationalized retelling of a crime. Usually serialized into several episodes so the people you get them hooked on it and they come back for more. Oh, what's what's their super ninja Hitler going to do this week? Well, he broke out of our containment field and he's going on another killing spree. We'll be here reporting it all, except we don't have a super Hitler. So we just have to find someone who doesn't break the law and then report on everything that they do with the same scandalous tones. Okay. So the I feel like the bulk of the work of this would be finding someone. And I mean, we could find somebody on like Twitter or Facebook who just posts the most boring things imaginable. Somebody uh-huh. who's like, just got Starbucks. Yum. But then we play like dramatic music and we're like on December 5th, Terry Wallace made a shocking announcement. He had gotten Starbucks. Yum, he said. And then we go straight into an interview with his co-worker who's like, yeah, he's always bragging about Starbucks and he never gets any for anybody else. Yeah, just got Starbucks. Every time I go on for a coffee me. run, I take orders. Terry Does anybody else it. want anything? Not if you're Terry. Terry only cared about Terry. Is that so bad? No, no it's that's not. why when 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 other revelations came came to light, I wasn't surprised at all. And then then Wait, we move the on other... to <laughs> oh, and then it was like he checked out a book from the library. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he didn't read it. Just returned it. Didn't even crack it. Just didn't have time. He said, "Outrageous." Didn't even pay the, the three days uh, late fee thinking, when am I ever going to check another book out of the library? <clears throat> do you have another podcast idea? Uh, yes, I do. This one is called The Instruction Manual. And... This is a show in which uh, we give an audio uh, instruction manual for either a piece of electronics, a board game, just anything that came with an instruction manual that uh, our listeners might have lost. 
Oh, now I have actually needed this podcast in the past. I have a little uh, universal remote control, but I no longer have any of the documentation that came with that universal remote. So I don't have a list of uh, codes of how to program the remote. Also, this is a very small one. It just has the channel up, channel down, volume up, volume down, and then a power, and I think a mute button. So it isn't even like numbers that you can punch in. And I tried to find the owner's manual for this remote on the internet. I have no idea how to program it. Well, Couldn't find that, it. That that would be what this podcast is for. Um, I think a lot of times people can find and uh, someone scanned the uh, the instruction manual and put it online, or you can go to the company's website and maybe they have a PDF of it. But uh, in the cases that that they don't, uh, older products. Uh, I think that we could be your only good option. Yeah. This, I mean, and you just have to listen every week and wait for your instruction manual to be the one mm-hmm. that we pick. Or maybe I think, you hear us uh, do an instruction manual and you, you'll think like, oh, well, that sounds like a wonderful product or a very fun game. Uh, I, I think I'm going to get me one of those. And when I get it, I can go ahead and just throw the instruction manual away. Yeah. You don't need it now. Somebody's like, Oh, look at this. I got this. Uh, it's the pizzazz, the rotating pizza rotisserie as seen on TV. Didn't come with a manual. You're like, stand back. Everyone. I listened to a podcast about the pizzazz. What you're going to need to do is plug it into the wall and then put the pizza on the tray. Everyone cheers. Oh, 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 it's so nice to have someone so knowledgeable. Yeah. But it, it'll be key that you listen to the entire podcast and not turn it yeah. off part of the way through. Their house because, burns uh, down. Yeah. Oh, it's because you didn't listen to the part at the end of the podcast where we said, now unplug the pizzazz. Mm-hmm. The pizzazz burned down your house. You've it's, become it's a pretty hard getting a, a pizza off a, of a rotisserie spit. Uh, takes great care, mm-hmm. and, and you won't want to uh, miss that part of the instruction manual. <laughs> the part where we explain how to get the pizza off of the pizzazz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that as hot and as someone, that pizza is, that spit is even hotter. <laughs> you you need a special tool to get it off. <laughs> do you think? Do you think we could get into more intensive instruction manuals? Like something that's actually giving like assembly instructions. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that we could probably uh, do some minor furniture. Uh, I don't think we can uh, do a worse job than a lot of the furniture uh, instructions that I've gotten, you know? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking about, yeah, a lot of instruction manuals don't have words. So it would be a lot of us just trying to paint a picture with words, like it add, it's a gray Lego, and it's like one tall, and then two wide, and you're going to want to put it behind the little seat thing and then there's a flat one and it's six wide and two deep and that one's going to go on top and then you're going to take two of the little uh, two by two squares with the wheels and you're going to put them on either side of that flat one that you just did. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I think we're going to have to come up episode. with some fanciful names for the the different pieces, though. Yes, uh, that's what uh, IKEA does. Though theirs don't conjure anything in my mind, but I think that we could make an American IKEA lexicon where we well, give uh, names the IKEA that. Names- that Go ahead. Those are just for the finished product, right? I do the they not have parts? Okay. They they aren't like I mean that would be easy if we could just do a podcast it was like you see this box of boards what you're going to do is just take the screws and bolts and uh, put it together so that it resembles a Lelangen bathroom vanity. Does it look like a Lelangan? Good. <laughs> this has been the Lelangan podcast. Tune in next week when we'll be uh, discussing how to build a Malm dresser. Spoiler alert. You make it into a Malm. But we, yeah, I, as a kid, always thought there should be names for the different uh pieces of lego excuse me <clears throat> uh, names for the different pieces of lego because that would you know make it easier for me to pray to god when i couldn't find the piece i was looking for i was always like oh no i can't find i'm stuck unless i can find this piece and then i'm like dear god I know that you're up there listening and answering my prayers. It's like a L. It's like a gray L. It's one tall. And then it's like three long and then two long on the other end. Well, why didn't you just think of a picture of the Lego in your brain and then ask God to uh, read your mind uh, Mm. for a picture? Well, see, this is why you were a better Christian than I am. Ah. I never never considered that I could have done that. And it's probably why God never answered my prayers. <laughs> God, this he's, kid's making me work for it. He's like, I don't care about your horse shit. Just beam a picture into my godly godhead. He's like, Just I can beam, see beam people me a picture of the showering. fucking Lego. I'm, not, I'm busy <laughs> with other stuff. Yeah. 
maybe they just don't like to uh, um, broadcast the fact that you can beam a picture to God because, you know, then he's got to look at it. His time is yeah. precious. But, I mean, the people uh, yeah. who know that they can do that, I'm sending them a picture right now. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm pranking him. I'm praying about Goatsy. <laughs> <laughs> just just a little child, little child saying his prayers. God bless two girls, one cup, and Goatsy and Isis beheading, and one guy, one jar. <laughs> All right, let's go to the pot. Let's go to the whoop, 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 whoop. Let's go to the hotline. Okay. Folks, if you have an idea for a podcast, you can reach out to us at the podcast hotline at 702-763-2277 or 702-PODCASP with a P at the end. We tried to get podcast, but it wasn't available. Anyway, if you have an idea for a podcast, you can leave a message there and we will discuss it on the air podcast ideas like this one um there was a show called method and red and um you do a show about how like you could uh connect it to the beverly hillbillies it's a very similar show the idea was kind of the same it's only nine episodes so it might not be like a really long thing you'd have to Thank you. Thank you, listener. So apparently, the idea is uh, this show, Method in Red, mm-hmm. which is, uh, I believe, a UPN joint starring Method Man and Red Man. And then the caller said that uh, we do a show comparing it to the Beverly Hillbillies. So I believe that the premise of Method in Red, which I wouldn't have remembered other than them saying that, is that they move into Beverly Hills because they are rappers. It is a a luxury New Jersey subdivision. Ah, New Jersey, of course. Why would Method Man and Red Man move to Beverly Hills? That's absurd. So this is... Just those two rappers yep. who would later go on to star in How High. And wasn't there another one where, or maybe was How High one of them dies and is a ghost that's haunting a bong or something? Um, I, I don't remember. I'm looking up Method Man's filmography really quick, though, to see if any He's others been in jump stuff. out. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what it is that I saw him in recently. Something that was was they'd given him kind of a serious role. Well, I am not sure, but uh, this this is the. Uh, do you think this show is? Uh, are we focusing on Method in Red primarily, or are we telling? Uh, Two parallel stories, that of Method and Red and that of the Beverly Hillbillies, as if they are the same story moved to different 
points in the, the time continuum. Yeah, I think that it's best told comparatively. Okay. You'd have the one on one half and then the one on the other half. And then we we get to kind of compare and contrast, you know? Yeah, I mean, this is fairly basic, and, and I assume we'll go pretty in-depth on, on these topics, but uh, who, who do you think uh, Method and Red are in the uh, Beverly Hillbillies? If we have a one-to-one thing where you lay one over the other and we have the same thing. Oh. Um, well, I think that... I think that both Method Man and Red Man both wear multiple hats. Okay. So uh, I would imagine that Method Man is definitely kind of the Jeth or of the uh he's the Jed. um Jed yeah. He's definitely the Jed. But I think he's also the granny. I think he's kind oh, okay. of uh He's making stew out of critters, for sure. Red Man, on the other hand, is definitely a Jethro. And maybe also an Ellie Mae. Although I bet that there's like an Ellie Mae who lives in the neighborhood with them. That's I, I'm looking at the cast list, and I'm it's, it's hard to tell uh, for me. I, I assume Lil Bit. Is uh, one of their kids, maybe. But then we've got uh, Dorothy, Nancy, Skyler, Dupree, and Bill. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say that Skyler is definitely the Ellie Mae. Um, that's, Dupree? That's a, Skyler is a man. <laughs> Just... Uh, well... Played by David Clayton Henry. Oh, well, then that's Mr. Drysdale for sure. Okay. Okay. And uh, I'm willing to bet that Dorothy is Miss Hathaway. Okay. (laughs) But I I guess we would, uh, in doing this one, um, we would take a representative uh, amount of each show's entire run. So, uh, there were 13 episodes of Method in Red, and uh, there were 274 episodes of the Beverly Hillbillies. Well, just as there are more Beverly Hillbillies than there are Wu-Tang affiliates in Method in Red, mm-hmm. I believe that several episodes of Method in Red kind of overlap with different episodes of the Beverly Hillbillies. So, I mean, there's the one where they get an alligator in the cement pond. Mm -hmm. And also the one where uh, Jethro thinks that he can talk to Martians. Those both are very similar to one episode of Method in Red. And it's the one where Method Man uh, has a he gets a a penguin in the fridge and he thinks that uh, the penguin can talk to his dead mother. 
they kind of they knew what they were doing when they made Method and Red. They said, "This is the Beverly Hillbillies for a new generation," but this new generation doesn't have the the attention span to do two hundred and forty some episodes. Mm-hmm. We've got to cram it all into like seven or eight. A lot of times, the characters will just say, "I'm the Mister Drysdale now." <laughs> And uh, sometimes uh, uh, Method would uh, take off his Jed hat and uh, put on his granny bonnet and say, okay, y'all, now now I'm granny. <laughs> and I'm making some squirrel stew. I, I hope you're hungry for victuals. All right, let's, let's go to the Podtron. Okay. Folks, the Podtron 4500 is an artificial intelligence... We train using a list of the most popular podcasts. It analyzes those titles, and then it generates a new list that we use as a jumping-off point to try and come up with our own super popular podcast. Ideas like... Take it away! The Oranger Close West Wine True Crime Podcast. The Oranger... Close. Close. West Wine. True Crime Podcast. Boy, that's a mouthful. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of different uh, buzzwords. Sometimes uh, the Podtron uh, goes a little crazy and... uh, Gives us pretty much all all buzzwords without uh, them coalescing into any sort of real meaning. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure exactly how we make a podcast uh, oranger. Well, I think that we would have to just add some advertisements for... Minute Maid. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Do it on maybe. do it on the side of the road in a construction zone. Okay. Yeah. Also wear some of those cones on our head. Yeah. And if anybody asks, we're from France. Right? Mm-hmm. Get it? Yep. Yep. West Wine. Which is that a an actual podcast where uh, people watch episodes of The West Wing and then discuss them over wine? Oh, it probably is. It seems like that that would be a show. Yeah, yeah, just a. But I guess this is one where we uh, watch episodes of The West Wing, discuss it uh, over wine while wearing traffic cones on our heads, and. Uh, when the first part of the show's over, we discuss uh, what crimes we plan on committing the next week. I, I mean, this really hits all of the major marketing bullets for a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, it's true crime. It's a popular television show rewatch. It's for drunks. Yep. And uh, uh, our own distinctive headwear. Yeah, and and we got merch, and and we call our fans the Coneheads. 
Mm -hmm. hey, how many cone heads do we got? People are putting bumper stickers on their car. I'm a cone head. Now and, I'm feeling bad else... about uh, voicing how much I like tubes earlier. I'm a cone guy, not a tube guy. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody who's into cones was deeply hurt by hearing yeah. how much you were into tubes. You You're can't, like, is... you can't be into cones and tubes. You got to pick one and stick with it till the day you die. I'm going to stick with tubes then because cones run out faster. <laughs> You're off the show. Damn it. <laughs> All right. I got, I got one. All right. The Podron says it's deep, bro. All right. And this is just a podcast where we bro down on some deep thoughts. Okay. It's deep, bro. I I think I might have uh, ran out of deep thoughts. Yeah. I, I think I, I wore myself out on them. Much like uh, all those young Hitlers did with their bloodlust. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of a deep thought right now, and it's kind of it's it's tougher than I thought it would be. Yeah, I guess. Hmm. Is it is it a deep thought to think that um, that when you buy a pair of used boots, that someone else lived a life in them? Is that a deep thought? <laughs> Well, I, I guess you would be able to say that you have walked a mile in somebody else's shoes. Yeah. But I, I'd probably spend more of my time wondering exactly how many miles I had to walk before they were my shoes. Oh, yeah. Like Those I've had used cars. And, and, and you know exactly how many miles got put on that car by the person who had it before you. Ah. But a, a shoe doesn't have that. an odometer on it. That's a pretty deep thought. Yeah. Like how many miles you, when you buy a car, do you make a note of how many miles it has? And it's only once you've doubled that amount that you're like, now the car belongs to me. Me and the car have made more memories than its ex owner. Yes. But, then but the I think more, like, more importantly, you take no, me to we all need... the same places that my <laughs> old owner did. You never take me anywhere fancy. <laughs> You're using all the sex moves you learned on the other car. <laughs> Just because I have wheels doesn't mean I don't like to go out dancing. <laughs> but I think I think we could maybe sell shoes that that count how many have built-in pedometers oh. and count the steps. Pedometer shoes. There's just and a little free. glass window in the heel. Uh -huh. And uh, when you take them off at the end of the day, you can look at it and see like it's how many how many miles I've gone. You can get excited about it uh, rolling over to a thousand miles in a, in a pair of shoes or something. So we do. Um, we just open a store where we have all the shoes, and all the shoes have the pedometers built in. Yeah, and then every day everybody shows up barefoot, and they grab the shoes and and then they have to bring them back by the end of the day. Yeah. And there's like a thing where if you put the most 
number of steps on a pair of shoes, you become the mayor of those shoes. <coughs> like like Foursquare. And then maybe you don't have to pay for shoes the next day. And and you get gold shoes. There's got to be some sort of incentive to get people to keep coming back for these shoes. Is that like where the uh, guy who's leading the Tour de France gets uh, a yellow vest? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Maybe that's it. You get a yellow vest. For your shoes. Everybody covets the yellow vest. You see that guy out. Ooh, wee. He's got a yellow vest on. Is that... Hang on. He's rubbing your eyes. Is mm-hmm. that the mask? He has a signature yellow vest. Somebody stop well, him. But don't. He needs to get as many steps on his <laughs> shoes as he can. I, I'm thinking that that possibly we're thinking too small. Because as is right now, everyone who wears these shoes has to come back into our store every day. And then we have to hire people to uh, document uh, how many uh, steps have been put on all the shoes and rank them accordingly. I think that we might need to make the shoes just plug into a computer and we can have a worldwide leaderboard. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This might mean that we have to give everybody a yellow vest and just say you're on your honor system not to wear it unless you're number one, baby. Yeah, everybody, you buy the shoes, you get a yellow vest comes with it, but you're only allowed to wear it on the days when you're in the lead. And uh, we're going to encourage other owners of the shoes to police this uh, Mm because they're going to have the app on their phone. They're going to know exactly who's in the lead and they'll be able to say, uh, hey, man, uh, I know that the the guy who's in the lead today, he, he lives in Tokyo, Japan. And what, what are you doing here in the United States of America winning, wearing your yellow vest? And, and then you'd, you know, rough them up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I saw Terry Wallace. Mm-hmm. He tied his shoes to the wheel of his car. And then he was driving it on the highway, just letting those <laughs> shoes slap the highway over and over. That's a pretty good plan. Somebody should do yeah. that. <laughs> do you have another idea for a podcast? Uh, yes. Uh, this is called the I tell show. Just I tell show. I tell show. And my idea for this one is, uh, we, uh, invite a guest, uh, that one of us knows a secret about. And, uh, unbeknownst to them, uh, the entire show is leading up to us blowing it and revealing the secret. Ooh, or or you could bring them on and then try to draw the secret out of them. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, you, like it's almost. We could even bring on a guest who knows a secret about one of us, and uh, we. I could say um, like, oh, uh, this this person knows uh, all about my web toes, uh, but I've sworn them to secrecy. Uh, it is uh, you. You must uh, try to get the web toed information out of the guest. Mm-hmm. And then and then the whole episode, you're just saying like, oh, you know, I'm a very good swimmer. Isn't that right, guest? I'm yeah. I, if you challenge me to a swimming race, I would probably win, don't you think? And they're like, 
Yes, because your foreskin is too tight for you to get a comfortable <laughs> erection. Yeah, that's like, probably how this would go. The web feet! The web feet! <laughs> oh, I'm very oh. excited that it clearly, uh, the hot tub got too hot and they've come back in and they're being very, very respectful of our recording time. And I'm just yelling things about too tight foreskins. <laughs> And I haven't heard a peep. Well, uh, have we both done two of these, or do you have another one? Oh, I have another one. Okay, let's do this. It. The the Podtron suggests no funny. Oh, it's just no funny with an exclamation point. So I guess that this would be this would be kind of a fun a fun idea, right? It, it'd just be a podcast where uh, we aren't allowed to be funny. So we're already like most of the way there. I think we yeah. just have to bring uh, it home. I just have to not, not try at all. Yeah. Okay. Or try as hard as you can. It feels a lot of times like when I'm trying my hardest is when it's the least funny. Yeah. I'm like, okay. oh, I, th- I sat down and I thought about all these funny ideas and then it that really is I think one of the most you, challenging ideas we've ever tackled. Is a it's, not it's called, funny episode. Is it no funny or not funny? No funny. No funny. Okay. Do Maybe you think it's we just pick a, like a, a topic that uh does not invite uh, mockery. Well, I was also just, it occurred to me, it could be a podcast against Nickelodeon's Doug. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just and a his podcast whole family. where we decried the Doug, Doug funny and his whole family. We hate Doug. We hate his dog pork chop. Yeah. We're not crazy I, about I, Patty mayonnaise. I'm well. It's Judy funny that I've got a problem with. Snooty ass I'm, Judy funny. I'm Team Roger. Him yeah, and I get along here. great. And and we think the Beats is a terrible band. Plus, it's weird that he hangs out with that old neighbor guy that has all the inventions. Oh yeah, so always hanging out in Mister Dink's garage. Mm-hmm. What's going on there? You know, I'll go so far as to say I'm not crazy about Arthur either. Or Pepper Ann. <laughs> yeah. Truly. Like those kids from recess, they can all go to hell. Yeah. Just hey, I've gone Arnold, too far now. Die. Hey Arnold, cram it up your ass. <laughs> you know what? As long as we're getting personal. I think Pippi Longstocking can go to hell. You better watch it, though. She's very strong. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you're getting awfully close to insulting your girlfriend, Anne of Green Gables. <laughs> no, I, I know you wouldn't go there. That's the one thing we we have an agreement. I'm not allowed to make fun of Anne of Green Gables. <laughs>
All right, here's what we got so far. Uh, so far, here's what we got. We're not doing any more. Okay. We have Child Pawn, Uncle Goose's War Stories, True Non-Crime, The Instruction Manual, Method in Red, The Oranger Close West Wine True Crime Podcast, It's Deep Bro, I Tell Show, and No Funny. Okay. Are there any uh, that are jumping out at you? I mean, I feel like the Podtron has the best ones this week. Although the Method in Red, Beverly Hillbillies one, we could definitely do that. Watch watch all the episodes of Method in Red and then do a deep dive on it. But I could also do No Funny or I Tell Show or It's Deep Bro or the Orange or Close West Fine True Crime <laughs> podcast. I think I like It's Deep Bro the best of those. I think It's Deep Bro, yeah. Let's get into our deepest thoughts. Okay. We'll uh we'll we'll reconvene to have deep thoughts together. Sounds good. All right, folks, if you want to hear It's Deep Bro, you can go over to patreon.com slash we don't have a podcast yet. Sign up to support the show. You'll get a bonus weekend a bonus weekend. You'll get a second weekend in your week delivered to your inbox. You'll get a bonus episode every weekend based on whatever it is the idea that we decided to adopt. Like this week's It's Deep Bro. There's also a whole back catalog you can binge. Well, that's it. I'm Nathan B. Woodard. I'm Andrew James Estes. Good night. Uh